Welcome to the Let's Talk podcast, Life in Lockdown, from the University of Edinburgh and Edinburgh Students Association, keeping us together and sharing experiences in this extraordinary period of social distancing. I'm Harriet Harris, the University Chaplain, and today I'm talking to Holly McConnell, a second year PE student who began university at the age of 16 and is now using lockdown to teach British Sign Language on YouTube. Holly and I also talk about experiences of lockdown if you are deaf, being in a silent household, missing second year teaching placements because of lockdown and the nerves that this creates when anticipating the third year, ways to look after your mental health and some of the advantages of having a bit of extra time. So hi Holly, it's great to be able to talk with you this afternoon. Thanks ever so much for giving the time to do this. Would you like to say a bit about yourself Holly? Hi, so I'm Holly McConnell. I'm a second year PE student at the University of Edinburgh and I actually joined the university at the age of 16, um, which is really young. What was it like joining at that age? Obviously it was difficult, but school just wasn't the place for me and the way I saw it, the quicker I go to uni, the quicker I have, like, the, the quicker I can be in my dream job and hopefully enjoy what I'm doing um, a lot quicker um, so it was hard moving away from home but it's mm. worked out fine and it's going really well. Yeah good for you so you sort of accelerated through school really and came to the university as probably the youngest in your peer group. Yeah yeah the youngest yeah. in my year for sure. Yeah. The youngest. Yeah. How, did it, how did that feel? Um, I mean obviously the social aspect it was what well, was quite hard um, especially with being in a sports team because they have socials every week. But uh, of course. all my yeah. friends are really supportive and they're all just surprised that I'm here, but they're happy for me. Um, yeah. And obviously they joke and they're like, oh, you're, you're so young, you're a baby, but it doesn't really make a difference to the friends or my uni life. Um, it's just normal, I guess. Is it? Do you quite enjoy it in a way, being a bit younger? I mean, it's good when people are like, for example, me going into third year, I'll be 18. So people are like, <laughs> wait, how are you 18? You're the same age as the first years. So I guess it's yeah. nice in that aspect because people are like, oh, you've done really well to come to uni. Um, you have, Holly, yeah. But as I said, with the social aspect, it was quite hard at first, but it hasn't stopped me making friends or anything so that's great to hear and what's what is your sport holly or do you do several sports um so i started off playing football um with the uni i was in the first team um but Mm. i'm thinking of joining badminton um in third year instead just to try and change things up a bit and you're training to be a pe teacher is that right yeah yeah has that been a, a a dream of yours then you were saying that you really have this ambition to yeah, so since I was young, I always knew I wanted to be involved in sport and teaching. Um, mm. And then, I, like, in second or third year, I put them together and I was like, you know what, I'm happy to be a PE teacher. Then I just went for it and mm. applied and then got in. And you're teaching at the moment, Holly. Could you tell us uh, about that, about your initiative that you've begun during the lockdown? Yeah, so at the moment I'm delivering BSL lessons on YouTube um, because I'm actually fluent in BSL, which is British Sign Language. I guess I was just sitting at home and I was like, people should be becoming more deaf aware and I just decided to start 
making videos for people to learn and look back whenever they want to. So you're teaching on YouTube at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I know one of my colleagues is following your lessons, which is great. She's delighted because she's been wanting to learn sign language for a long time. So she's making the most of this opportunity. Uh, she's not working in the semester break. She's got a bit more time. So she's she's enjoying learning from you. What was it? What was the real spur to to get you doing that? So, first of all, it's really cool that um, your colleague is doing it. And yeah, <laughs> basically, I was going to be delivering BSL workshops with the sport different sports teams in the university's sports union, but then lockdown obviously happened, and Boris Johnson didn't have an interpreter on his announcements, especially the lockdown one, which I was Mm. annoyed about because the subtitles weren't working at home and Uh. not all BSL users can understand English. And it was talking about fines and health and safety, so it was really important. So I made a video originally for deaf people um, to help them understand the situation better. And then I was like, you know what, if I'm not teaching face-to-face BSL workshops then why not publish them online and try and get deaf aware like make the public become more deaf aware and have people learn a new skill and make a difference to deaf people's lives such a valuable thing to do such a valuable thing and so you yes so you were really tuned into the fact that when Boris Johnson announced the lockdown and there was important uh, health information important financial and other social bits of information that uh, that those who couldn't hear him weren't able to access that information. Like, if it wasn't for me being at home with my parents, they would have no clue what's going on right now and my dad would still be expecting to go to his clubs and meet his friends. My mum probably would too. And it's just really important that everyone understands this current situation and they have the best support they can get. So that's a real eye-opener to us, Holly, that you're talking about the experience of of being at home with uh, with your parents, who are both deaf, is that right? Yeah, and my dad's deaf and blind too. Deaf and blind, yeah, okay. So getting a leaflet through the door wouldn't wouldn't help him. No. Um, so yes, could you say a bit more then about how your uh, how your parents are experiencing the lockdown and and your own awareness of of how it is for those who are deaf or deaf and blind? Um, so a lot of deaf people actually rely on going out to their social clubs, such mm-hmm. as there is things known as deaf clubs for different areas. So the only time they really go out to see their friends are at these clubs. And mm-hmm. without these clubs, it can be a really isolating time because it's they can't put the radio on and listen to music. For the TV, mm-hmm. they have to put subtitles on. But, for example, Netflix, not all of the programmes have subtitles. Just little things like that that do make a difference to their lives and they can't just pick up a phone and make phone calls to people where a lot of mental health services only have phone services and not like FaceTime or Mm. whatnot. So basically at this moment in time, deaf people only have FaceTime and TV with subtitles because they can't go out and make their friends and a lot of them, and it's not as if they can read books because their first language isn't English, it's BSL and the grammar structures are completely different. So it is a really isolating and difficult time and it's more difficult for them to reach out and get help because, as I said, it's more than just picking up the phone and phoning people. And are you aware of measures other than your own uh, to help meet some of those challenges? Not really. I know that there is, I can't remember who, but there's a deaf organisation that has 
a specialist service for deaf people and I know that people are I'm not sure if you've heard of the new Zoom app but people are using that to FaceTime but it's, it's not the same as going outside getting that bit of fresh air or no mm-hmm. or you know um but yeah I know yeah. that the deaf organization has something to offer support for deaf people which is good but they like you know like everyone else and perhaps even more so are, are very much I imagine really scrambling around now to get things up and running in time get all the tech that's needed for the lockdown period and it's it's a lot of uh, working away behind the scenes, isn't it, to be able to get people connected and yeah, for supported sure. properly. It is yeah. reliant on technology for them. Um, I mean, it's the same for everyone, but even more so for them because there's a lot of... It needs to be on screen. They, yeah. they can't just be yeah. audio only. Well, that's so helpful to hear you uh, explaining all that and describing all of that. So you're at home with your family at the moment. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So you were... Uh, uh it's interesting to find out where people you know were when the lockdown happened because the lockdown is like a sort of frozen moment in time isn't it where suddenly we pretty much had to stay where we were it, it was there was still opportunity for for some people to travel home and things but otherwise we are where we are when the lockdown was announced what other ways is the lockdown affecting you holly obviously with pe there's a lot of face to face things um for a start we have placement which is for six weeks and mm. obviously that's been cancelled it's supposed to be for two weeks time and not having that is really difficult because in third year you're expected to act like a full teacher full-time teacher take all classes on yourself for 11 weeks and if i've not had any high school experience doing that is petrifying especially with my age and um, mm. so that's really impacted me but then Again, there is that positive impact with the YouTube videos that I'm doing because it's mm. giving me that positive aspect in this really dull and dampening time where I'm trying to teach people a new skill, so I'm still getting that teaching element in. Um, yeah. Everything else is just the usual. Like I'm caring for my parents. Um, I've still got essays to do. Mm-hmm. It's just really yeah. the uni aspect or not being able to go out to do basic stuff what's it like having uh, lessons moved to online is that quite strange in the physical education um yeah yeah it's really strange um so obviously it's like with all this technology stuff and I'm not good with technology myself and it is really confusing and then a lot of it's just looking at lectures and then just moving on from there um mm-hmm. So it is a very different aspect and you can't really talk to your friends and go yeah, outside and get fresh air. And it's just very yeah. different. Yeah. And are you finding ways to practice your sport or to, 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 to keep to keep fit enough, keep, keep fit in the way that you would like to? So not as much as I'd like because obviously with the university, there's the university gym, but now that's closed. I'm too far for it anyway, but then gyms at home, are closed and expensive so I'm trying to go outside and kick a ball about every now and then um mm. but again it's not the same and then I'm fortunate enough to have weights in the house and I know several different workouts I can do um like squats okay. sit-ups stuff like that so I'm trying as much as I can but it's not the same have it's the, there's no motivation because it's lying on 
my living room floor trying to do exercises you know um, I know so so it is really difficult <laughs> yeah and I think there are lots of people doing that now aren't there it's quite yeah. uh, quite a, quite a strange uh, reality that we're in at the moment um and I suppose your sports are social sports aren't they you know football is a team sport badminton you need an opponent or sometimes you need a partner as well for badminton so you're used to doing sport with others yeah it's really hard because I can't really do this the dance or gymnastics like I am useless at that like they two sports <laughs> I'm useless um and then I don't necessarily have the equipment for any other sports so it is purely doing workouts at home kicking a ball okay. against a fence or something are there things that you're enjoying about the lockdown Holly yeah of course um it's really nice to have that extra time with my family and just mm. sit there have a watch a few films get that because obviously I've not seen like I come home every weekend for them at uni but it's not the same so I'm actually getting to spend time with them and um I don't actually mind the not seeing people aspect um mm-hmm. it is hard but like I can deal without it um yeah. and I just like the free time I'm given to do my own things I think mm. um so yeah like I yeah. don't think there are a lot of positives um but I feel like I know for other people, people like they rely on going outside or they rely on seeing their mates. So I understand it can be quite difficult for them, but I don't mind being stuck in the house. Do you quite like your uh, the chance to have your own company? Yeah, yeah. A lot of free time, which is really nice mm, normally. Yeah. It's a really busy time for everyone, yeah. especially with university demands. So what things... Uh, do you enjoy doing when you have got a little bit more time to um, choose how to spend it? Like just in lockdown or? Mm. Or in general that, you know, because sometimes in some ways the experience of lockdown makes you think, actually, I really like sitting reading with a book or I really like just listening to music and not doing anything. You know, it, it, it reminds you of things that you have liked that you haven't necessarily had time to do in the past. And I wonder if you've had any experiences like that. So... I really love baking, but oh. obviously that, or like cooking as well, but obviously that can yeah. be t- quite time consuming. So to have time uh-huh. to do that, but then also jigsaws. Um, oh. I absolutely I love, love them. So yeah, it's I really do. nice to be able to do that. Yeah. That's then, lovely kind of wallowing time, isn't it? You know, wallowing in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's, I mean, if you look at technology, I have my Xbox as well, but staying away from that, like jigsaw with some chill music is probably one of my favourite things to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I get that vision, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it doesn't uh, do it. It doesn't do the same things to your brain as a, as gaming, does it? It's a different way of. It sort of soothes the brain waves, I think, rather than yeah. getting excited. Yeah. Or like I guess with gaming, you can also get quite frustrated at times. Um, yeah which obviously isn't ideal, or if my parents walk in front of the TV screen, it's really annoying. Um, yeah. Stuff like that, whereas with jigsaws, I guess it's my own, I can do it my own pace, my own free time, and then see when you put that last piece in, it's so satisfying. <laughs> and it's also um, a very uh, observant kind of activity, isn't it? You have to really, jigsaws are difficult, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. And, and you have to really pay attention, but it's a certain quality of attentiveness. It's not the same as um reading an article and having to write something about it or mm-hmm. you know it's a different sort of thinking yeah sounds lovely 
What are the biggest challenges for you during the lockdown? I think one of the biggest things is mental health. Um, uh-huh. Because I could sit around in the house all day if I really, like, at university, my mates, like, try and force me to go out and stuff, whereas here it is purely just staying in the house and it's good having that free time, but then when you have too much free time, you can really mm. go into the thoughts. Um, and another thing, I guess, is obviously, like, I've, I'm having quite a few phone interviews with the BSL thing I'm doing, but in the house, I don't speak whatsoever. Because um, uh, obviously, we speak through British Sign Language. So I guess it's yeah. really weird when I do have these interviews, for example, because I'm using my voice a lot and it does sound weird, but it, it it can be quite quiet without anyone else speaking in the house. Did you grow up with that quiet? Was it always quiet at home? So, so it was always you've always been a, a, a BSL speaking family, have you? Yeah. yeah so my yeah. brother yeah. is older. He's twenty one, but he currently lives with his girlfriend in Glasgow. Um, okay. So when I was younger, obviously I could speak to him, but we are a very dominant BSL household. Because yeah. if we were family conversations, it would be with BSL. And now that my brother's like away, like if my brother was yeah. ever out doing at a club or something, it would be very BSL dominant. So yeah, growing yeah. up, BSL is my first language. Um, yeah, that was your first language. So yeah, really dominant in yeah. the household. Was was it really through nursery or through your older brother that you started to speak English? So. Um, a lot of it was nursery and even more so school. Um, for a short mm. period of time, my brother and I had to go to a speech therapist, but my brother went for longer than me because he's only two and a half years older, roughly, so mm. he obviously couldn't speak by the time mm. I was born. Um, mm. So, yeah, a lot of it was nursery, um, school and a bit of speech therapy. Such an interesting story that you have to tell, Holly. So you're saying one of the biggest challenges then is about your mental health because at university your, your friends will kind of encourage you to come out and obviously we none of us have that at the moment, do we? We, ha- we can't just be kind of, you know, encouraged to go out for a drink or a walk or whatever. Yeah. Um, we can't, we also can't be the instigator of that. So we have to, um, you know, find ways of, of being with ourselves or and with whoever's in our households, uh, you know, albeit doing FaceTime with friends. Um, and then you've got the silence of the house, which in one level you're used to, um, but it's an added, I suppose it adds to the, the realisation that we really are in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. it uh, it, it's nice having my mum and dad, but uh, it can be as I said, quiet and, like, isolating. Um, because university, I'm speaking all the time, which was actually, see, when I first went to university, I found it really weird because, obviously, I'm living away with people that can hear and I was speaking, like, almost every minute and I was like, what is going on? Um, mm. But, yeah, home it is. It's just that quietness which makes it a bit more lonely. But I'm really fortunate enough that my friends, some of them know of, like my mental health and stuff so they're really supportive and check in on me and I'll check in on them and um we'll, what for example one of my flatmates will try and play games together or um, do zoom calls or the football is really good at keeping their socials up as well on 
line. So it is nice having that support network there for us if we need it. That's really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there other things that you're doing to look after your mental health? Um, I guess I'm trying to do that bit of sport just to mm. either get fresh air in my garden or just because for most people after a workout yeah you might be tired but you do feel good from it um, yeah, do. Yeah. trying to eat healthy as well it's hard because yeah. obviously being home your mum and dad are like oh you can get whatever you want from the shops but I'm like now nah, try and eat healthier because that does make me feel a bit better as well and then just force myself to get it sounds so simple but out of bed and into clothes rather than pajamas or message those friends back that I haven't replied to in a few days just like little things to try and keep on top of things so it's not overwhelming yeah because those little things give a sense of life carrying on don't they yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah it is very easy to feel that you you know what's the point of getting into sort of daytime clothes yeah <laughs> if nobody's going anywhere yeah I've had a few um face times with people in their onesies and things you know <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. it makes sense because we are like what's the point yeah. of wasting fresh clothes um when yeah. we can be comfy but I guess for me yeah. my, my clothes are sports clothing so it's not as if I'm getting into jeans and sitting in them all day anyway it's purely shorts and joggies and a sweatshirt so yeah sounds good yeah sounds good and then you can if you suddenly feel the uh urge to do do your weights you're already in fairly suitable kit for that. yeah so it works out quite well I'd love to know from you Holly whether university uh sounded really loud and was really tiring for you when you first arrived because of it being a constantly talking environment for yeah so for my mental health uh, even to this day is a struggle because um there is that aspect to it and it is a completely different life to what I've ever known because it's not as if I go and see people, then come back and qui- it's quiet. It's seeing people going back and talk, talk, talk again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really difficult, especially at the start, to get the motivation to go out again because I'd just be so physically um, and emotionally drained or mm-hmm. j- just little things like that. Or I'm like, oh, let's not go do that today when I really should or... And I guess I feel like a lot of people can find university overwhelming at the start. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it was a big difference what I was used to. Absolutely. It would be a, a particularly pronounced difference, I think, uh, for yourself when you're used to uh, having a, a, you know, a lot of silence at home and home your, your home space being associated with quiet. Yeah. Uh, and then that's that. That's all going to be very different when you come to university. Then what I also find weird is, like, say if I'm having movie nights with my friends or with my flatmates right now for watching TV, I'm always like, can we put subtitles on? Because I can't hear and understand the TV without subtitles on because I'm so used oh. to reading them and listening at the same time. Um, that's so interesting. Yeah, so I actually really struggle to understand the TV unless it's really loud. Um, unless it has subtitles on but then obviously people are like oh we don't like subtitles and I'm like yeah but please you'll just ignore them after a while <laughs> yeah yeah so they could get used to them and, and overlook them whereas for you it actually enables you to understand yeah yeah Holly it's been it's so interesting it's been so interesting speaking with you today and I wish you the absolute best with your um, BSL lessons on YouTube it's such a great project and I, I believe you're doing some for the NHS as well is that right yeah yeah yeah. 
that's great. Um, so you're supporting the online workers and you're supporting um, everybody to be more involved in uh, communicating well with our, um, you know, with our deaf family, friends, neighbours and members of society. Uh, so it's terrific work that you're doing. And Thank you. I wish you well. I wish you well as you go into your third year as well. I could feel that sense of dread you have about being expected to stand in front of a class and you've not had the opportunity to do your placement. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure that adjustments will be made, won't they, to yeah. recognise the Hopefully. fact that second years, second years this year missed out on that, that critical piece. But I could understand your... I mean, I've talked uh, to primary school kids before, so that's first year placement. But again, it's yeah. just a completely different life with teenagers, especially those who are one year younger than me, if even that. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, of course. So Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it will be. But I think, if anything, I'll keep that professionalness, but they'll understand. Or like, they, w- they will. Yeah, yeah, that I'm young and they can relate to me and I can relate to them in a way. Yeah. And your your professionalism will be growing through the YouTube as well, won't it? You're yeah, saying that um, doing the YouTube is helpful for getting a bit of teaching practice in. It's completely different, completely different. But at the same time, I'm trying to be more concise, especially with it being on video and trying to get all the key teaching points. And I do think it is better in my professionalism, especially with my speaking. So in first year, wasn't from Kamarnock. I have a quite strong Scottish accent and the slang we use is like really strong. So first year I especially found that difficult, but I guess speaking to a phone, it's I'm trying to be more pronunciating and understanding um, rather than having my accent. So I do think it is working um, and getting me a bit better at teaching, which I guess prepares me for third year, which is good. Yeah, yeah, and just just the uh, the presence that you will need to call up in order to give a YouTube lesson, uh, and as you say, you know the poise, and as you said, the professionalism, the experience of having to think about material and how to convey it, it'll all be really helpful. I know it'll, I know it's very different from standing in front of a class, but it'll be standing you in good stead, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, and I guess I'm still doing lesson plans as well because I'm like, what content do I need to deliver? So it is doing me good. Sounds great, Holly. Well done. Thank you. Fantastic. Lovely to talk to you, Holly. Thanks so much. It was nice to talk to you too. Okay, you take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. For the latest university COVID-19 advice and news, go to the University of Edinburgh website and you'll find all the links you need at the top of the homepage. If you would like to discuss any issues affecting you from this podcast or would like welfare support during lockdown, you can contact the university's listening service by emailing listening.service at ed.ac.uk. The listening service is run by the chaplaincy and is for all Edinburgh students and staff.